0: chapter 18. Um, tonight we're going to look at the very last part of Acts chapter 18 and really come to a nice break uh, at the end of chapter 18 um, as we you know, spend our, our time next week uh, with, with the movie. So um, a shorter passage tonight, which is a little bit of change of pace given the last several weeks where I feel like we've done really long passages, um, but that's good. So um, let's talk about a little bit. Of kind of what we've seen and where we've been over the last uh, couple weeks, um, maybe from you guys, anything uh, anything you would mention from the last couple weeks that sticks out um, that we've we've kind of looked at. Open it up to the group. Mm-hmm. I just love that Paul going around all of the churches.
1: And to like go back to where he's been and, and be encouraged, but also encouraged. And just, yeah. The, the constant just pouring back into these guys not and not just leaving them out to
0: dry. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the formal missionary journeys are really um strategic, but also really encouraging, too. Yeah, it's good. I was only here last week, but last week, how we talked about. um how like Saul had complete trust in what God said to him and man, how that just resonates in Mm. all of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Mm. Um, I wasn't here last week, but two weeks ago, um, and I remember feeling like a conviction to like, how well am I engaging with the culture? Like understanding like how to be wise in
1: evangelism and like approaching people in different ways. Um,
0: Yeah, that model that he gives when he's at Mars Hill is so helpful. So she's talking about in chapter 17, uh, like verses 16 down through really the end of of 17, the last half is so, so helpful when you think about um, a model for evangelism, but then also kind of knowing your audience too. So helpful. And that's what we've seen, you know, with all these different responses to the ministry of the word. Um, some people believe, some people, you know, uh, question, want to continue the conversation, and then some people, you know, want to fight. Um, but we've seen the faithfulness of Paul and um, his cohorts um, just to continue to persevere on in this work that um, is is working right. It's, mm-hmm. Is is changing things, um, and is is spreading. So you know we we've kind of we've kind of entitled this whole study. You know the spread of the gospel um, uh, through the church in the Book of Acts, and we really are seeing that that this is not just an isolated thing, an isolated couple of events, but we are we are seeing this uh, this movement spread throughout the world um, on these journeys now. That, that continue on um, that have gotten us here today which is really powerful indeed so yeah well let's look at chapter 18 verses 22 through 28 um, actually we'll pick up verse 24 um, 23 22 and 23 we see Paul kind of returning back to Antioch we, we looked at that last week mm-hmm. um, and then to pick up in verse 24 we meet Um, we meet a new player in the the narrative of Acts, a new character, a new person uh, that we'll we'll become well acquainted with. Um, Verse 24, Now a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he wished to cross to uh, Achaia, uh, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him in. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those through grace, uh, those who through grace had believed. For he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that Christ was Jesus. Amen. Let's pray and then we'll we'll talk through this passage. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that uh, we continue to. To, to read and to 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 talk in a way, Lord, through this book that is encouraging, is informative, it's convicting, uh, but it's it's so helpful uh, in in what you've called us to be as your people, as Christians, uh, in in being about the mission of Christ um, here on this this globe. So we pray uh, tonight as we walk through another passage that you will that you'll do just that you'll instruct us and convict us and encourage us and teach us uh so that when we leave this place tonight that we would be different and that we would be transformed by your words so we pray all this in your name uh, amen.
1: amen 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 it's good stuff man yeah absolutely short passage but yes. there's a lot of yes. really good stuff mm-hmm. yeah. uh a lot of really good stuff here yeah so as you think about the passage, we we started
0: we usually start each week with uh, a bit about the structure, um, and and being that this this passage is so short, um, th- but there are some some movements in it. We, we we're introduction introduced introduced <laughs> that's not a word. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll go with introduced mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, to this guy named Apollos, um, who we find out some things about uh, Apollos. He's, he's from Alexandria. He's a uh, he's eloquent in speech right he's been uh, he's been to church before um, but so so he begins to, to to teach and then he's heard about Priscilla and Aquila and they notice
1: that there's some gaps yeah he's missing some, some information yeah um,
0: he's probably saying some good things he's just not saying all the things all the it things. seems Yeah. Um, that, that are important So then Priscilla and Aquila say You know kind of after after the deal They bring him aside and disciple him mm. And then uh, kind of probably the end The last last little movement Is that he goes to this place called uh, Achaya or Achaya However you want to say it um, And begins to to continue Ministering the word And in doing so uh, refute the Jews and and, and and preach Christ. Yeah. So a, a little mini, almost like a little mini uh, mini picture of of this the, the life and chronicles of Apollos Yeah. Uh, but um, so that gives you a little bit of kind of the structure and the flow. Again, there's only like five or six verses that we read. So break them up as you will. But those are kind of the the movements from um, from this passage that we see tonight. So
1: yeah, that's it. So let's pray. We, I did. I mean, and go home. Are we done? Oh no, we keep going now. Okay. Um. We. 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 We're. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. No, I think we see some good things here, man. We see, um, like if you just think about what you just said and kind of some of the structure that we see, um, like how do we address, um, you know, um. How do we address, like, brothers and sisters who perhaps need, um, like, more information or maybe even some correction, right, Um, in issues of, you know – like biblical truth, Um, how do we respond when we find ourselves in that place, right? Um, So I think there's a lot of really practical, like just really practical things in this passage. Yeah, we were talking
0: earlier um, as we were just kind of looking through this passage that there's some really helpful lessons, especially for – you know, for our generation, I feel like, and people who are actively engaging in the ministry of the Word. You know, you see the power of, of, of Word ministry. You yeah. see, um, you know, kind of the the, the danger of, of getting it wrong, of having gaps. Yeah. Like you said, you yeah. know, of, of uh, how do I address that? When do I address that? And then uh, this... You know, just again a powerful picture of what the word can do when we focus it upon the person and the work of Christ at the yeah. end. So um so yeah, so let's just kinda of walk through some of those those tonight um as we think about how a passage like this applies to us um and informs us um, as we think about it. Yeah. Um so, so let, let's think about Apollos. In in verse twenty four, um, we see that that he is a, 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 an eloquent an eloquent man, competent in the Scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, being fervent in spirit. He spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he he knew only the baptism of John. All right. So, I mean, the guys. Seems to be uh, wanting to be faithful, right? He's doing the right things. He's involved in the ministry of um, of the word, um, which is good, right? So, so we don't come tonight throwing stones necessarily um, at Apollos, um, although there are some things that you know that that Priscilla and Aquila bring up that he should improve upon. Um, But it it does give us a scene that that shows us kind of the, um, uh, the importance though of, of word ministry, right? That, that, that Apollos, even though he's got some gaps in his teaching, man, he's got an audience and he's got a voice Mm -hmm. and um, he's doing the work of proclamation that we see through the book of Acts. But, um, which I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is this, is um, it shows us the great responsibility of doing this work, you know, because um, here's a guy who um, was 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 giving it all he got, was pouring out his heart, but there were some problems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there were some issues, but, um Yeah. And then immediately, Priscilla and Aquila hear right, and they um, they begin to to see the red flags yeah. and to um, to want to call him aside. And and it brings up this issue of, of well, let's first talk about this. What was the problem, right? What was what was so wrong with with what Apollos was was saying and and, and teaching? Man, he's he's speaking boldly, right? Like mm-hmm. you could read this passage and go, well, what's what's so bad about about what he's saying right where is he missing it and I think, like we said a minute ago it's not necessarily what he's saying but it's what he's not saying
1: yeah so it's obvious that he's aware of based on what we see in the passage the baptism of John mm-hmm. but there is this um like there's this this new baptism that's missing right, right? there's right. this um you know the second baptism that's missing yeah you know it, it seems that
0: that that Apollos gets probably, we can speculate, probably um, the, a lot of the life and the teaching and the ministry of Jesus, but he misses a lot of the back half, right? right. He misses the, the death, the resurrection, the commissioning of Jesus, and what's happened at Pentecost, yeah. right? Um, which when we when we assess what that looks like to leave those things out, Man, like, we got to say there's some major holes in what, what Apollos has proclaimed.
1: Yeah, so it's it's absent of, um, you know, that God gives his spirit to dwell in his people to equip them for the work of ministry, which we've right. already seen is going to be um, essential, like, for the advancement of the church and for God's people to remain Faithful and committed, you talked about in the beginning how last week we saw um, the the faithfulness of Paul and his cohorts to the work of ministry, even in the midst of a season that from uh, you know from what we're able to observe from last week's passage seems to be a difficult one, a challenging one right and so this this reliance on the spirit of God for perseverance in gospel ministry. From last week's passage, this week we see the importance of that, right? Of, of being able to, to point people towards the coming of the Spirit, right? God now dwelling, um, not as we saw so much in the Old Testament, like um, with His people, but God now dwelling in His people. Does that make sense? what we're, is what's being, is what's being abs it's absent from the message, right? right? right. Um, And so you can only imagine the scene as Priscilla and Aquila listen in and on, like, what he's saying, you know what I mean? And how this this major, like, point that uh, even as we said in the beginning already, like, sets the stage and the trajectory for this book, right? It's not so much the acts of the apostles, right? But it's the acts of God's spirit and his word like in a a world, right? Like that's what it's about. That's what the book of Acts is about. And so um, I can imagine that there was some eagerness right, to communicate Whoa. the rest of the story, yeah. like what's been going on. Yeah, so let's think about this practically for a second. Um,
0: so we can really say two things about what Apollos is doing. Um, number one, it shows us the need to get the whole counsel of God's word, right? Um, that, that we don't want to speak half the truth, right? That we want to speak the whole truth. That we don't want to know half of God's word to pray, right. but we want to know it all. So there's yeah. a lesson here in the importance of knowing your Bible, yeah. right? Um, that Apollos is not aware of, right? Um, and 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 he leaves out and there's great danger in that because um it's it's misleading um and it does not accurately represent the person work of christ the true nature of the gospel and how the gospel is uh to be received by faith alone and to be lived out um in light of god's grace right um so 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 we want to say that, that first the first that that there's great importance um, in, in getting the whole counsel of God's word right, to speak what God has said. Um, just a little side note here. Um, this, this reminds us of how passionate that God is about his word and how passionate he is about people speaking his word you think about how god communicates with his prophets right um first of all we see in the creation narrative that god is a god who speaks that he creates the cosmos by the word of his power and then early on he commands his prophets to speak his word you can go to deuteronomy chapter 4 and hey say what i said don't add don't take away um you can go to um think about jeremiah 23 right uh hey let let the let the prophet who says he's had a dream and let the prophet who says that, that he has a word like speak that word but let who, him who has my word speak my word mm-hmm. right there's this there's just this overwhelming desire of the lord to get his word out even though the very last chapter of the bible uh we see cursed is he who adds or takes away from the commands of this book right so so we are called um, to not be the chef who creates the meal, but to be the waiter, the waitress, who, who simply delivers what God has said. Um, mm-hmm. The most basic convictions that we can think about and hold to as Christians are, are are really almost this simple. is that God has spoken, it is written, and he commands us to listen, to know, and to proclaim what he said. Um, and, and that directly relates to our first... Introduction to Apollos because he's not saying everything, um, and we want to say everything. God we say want to everything. say everything. So, so, so first, say the whole thing. But then, I want to, I want to take another branch off this tree and say this: is that when we don't say all that God is saying, um, there's. There's a word for that. And there's a uh, there's a, a way of thinking behind that. And it really is this is that that when we don't say all of what God says, not necessarily because we don't know it, right? That's kind of the ignorance piece that we don't want, which we just talked about. But we also want to say that sometimes we don't say all of what God says because we're afraid of how it's gonna come across, or maybe we, we don't like we, that, we, part. Yeah, we we don't don't that part, we don't right? believe that part, right? That it it does not it doesn't um, mesh with our worldview, with our our framework, right? Mm-hmm. Who we are, how we view the world, what we think about things, how we in, how we interpret truth and, and and see people and even see God. And a lot of times our framework, our worldview, uh, begins to influence God's word to the point to where we may see God's word saying something, but but no, man, there's no way I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I'm gonna say that. I'll say this and that, no way I'm saying that. But Apollos also shows us that, that, that we don't we don't wanna we don't want to not say all of God's word because of, of of how we think it might come across. We want to we want to deliver God's word and let, let God's word then then dictate our worldview, right? Our framework, how we see people and think about things. So there's, there's a couple different lessons in this 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 insert. Yeah.
1: So there's this confidence in um, there's this confidence in the power and the work of the word of God in the lives of people that even when those things that are challenging and difficult and oftentimes um, rub us and cut us, right? um, That the Lord works in a really remarkable and powerful way through those things to begin transforming our frameworks at times, and maybe not even ours, although certainly ours, but at times other people right who are outside, um, the same ones that we would say, oh, I can't say this in this particular form because it will not be accepted right, right. We see uh, an example by God's people throughout um, all of written scripture, right of of that kind of being, not the biggest concern, right, yeah. of how it, it would be received, but instead let me remain faithful to what God said.
0: Yeah, you know, that happens in this book that we're reading, Acts, every time that they show up where? In the synagogue, right? Yeah. And they begin to ref- – and, and Apollos later refutes the Jews at the Absolutely. end of this passage. Man, the, the message Absolutely. of the gospel, even for those – even for those who, let's just say, have maybe grown up in a in a church setting, or or even open to religion or religious thought, and the gospel of of Jesus is it's an affront to people because and it challenges our sin, it challenges sure. our inability. Um, so, so you need to know that there's always going to be the temptation to not proclaim the parts of maybe even the gospel or God's word. That you know specifically are not, or that are going to really grind on this person given uh, their their peculiar context maybe, um, but to run from that that temptation. Absolutely. Um, to run from that. Does that make sense? So here's what we said thus far, is, is that we need to know our Bibles. We need to know the whole counsel of God's Word, right? Yeah. Um, now, if that goes in one ear and out the other, um, like just... Have a conversation about the Bible with somebody who doesn't go to church, and you'll realize quickly, um, man, I need to know more. You know, I should have thought about that. I, I need to be more prepared to to engage, right? Yeah. Um, or
1: we say this all the time mm-hmm. that you need to you need to know. Um, You need to know both what you believe about and what what you believe and what is intended by what God's word says and what others believe and how oftentimes what God has said in his word is perverted to say something else, right? I'll give you an example. Um, Yesterday – Uh, Duncan Montgomery and Robert Moody and myself caught up with three Mormon missionaries on campus here at West Georgia, and we sat down and began to just conversate about distinctives of our faiths, right? And so um, the question that we kind of started with was, who do you say Jesus is, and they we kind of went down the line hearing what was said and if you didn't have a clear understanding of what god's word clearly says and means and you were to listen to what they had to say about who jesus is you would walk away going well it sounds like we believe a lot of the same things that we're all on the same page here um but in actuality that's not true right that there has been a perversion of god's word to to say something or to mean something that it doesn't um and so it's both, we have to know our Bibles um, well enough to know when there's something false that's put before us. Even if the words that are being said are the same, that it doesn't mean what God was saying, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that's the other arm of knowing your Bible well. It's not just like, okay, I know what the Bible says, but it's I know what the Bible means. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. It's good. and to think through
0: also (laughs) given the conversation or the context, how is this going to be heard? Right. Like what, what, what does the, the Mormon, um, god believe yeah um and and how's he gonna hear what i'm about to say
1: yes um so because we could say it and they could go oh yeah like i believe that same thing and you go wait a second like no you don't (laughs) like i know you don't and so like let me tell you how what i'm saying is like different from what you believe that i'm saying
0: right and all this is all this is to say that we really don't fully understand how well we know the scriptures until we begin to engage the scriptures with people who are not like absolutely. Us. Yeah. Um, that's very true. Cause I mean, it's easy. I mean, we would even say fun, <laughs> you know, for, for you and me to sit down and to, to have a conversation. I mean, man like we believe the same stuff yeah. like we I mean you know our hearts are 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 united in the gospel, and you know I mean all of our doctrinal distinctives are the same, and I mean that's easy, right I mean like you know like the 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 Bible study that you're having with other i mean that that's easy and, and, and it's compared same. to some of these other contexts and we're kind of pushing ourselves towards.
1: In things. saying it's easy, we're also – like the other side of that coin is to say that it's not challenging because I don't – you because I can say something and I don't even have to fully be able to – I don't even fully have to be able to understand it myself. I just need to rely on you understanding what I'm saying, right? And so when we begin engaging people that come from different backgrounds and have different contexts than we do, Mm -hmm. I say something to you, like I got to be able to explain that to you. I just can't rely on you meeting me halfway and like, hey, you put Mm -hmm. our thoughts together, and it sounds like we got a pretty good handle of what's going on here, exactly, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And here's an exercise you can do. (laughs) Get really practical for a second. Uh, when I was in college, we had, I worked with this ministry or served with this ministry. and We would do this thing um, and it was almost like role play, like role playing, sharing the gospel with one another and like, all right, you just pick who you want to be, right? Or, or most of it was just like, I'm just going like. I'm gonna play, you know, devil's advocate. Everything you say, yeah. right? And it just—I mean—it it, it is helpful uh, to just kind of practice in, like, okay, like let's have a conversation about Jesus, but I'm gonna pretend like I'm not gonna buy any of it, you
1: know, or I'm gonna bring up a whole—I don't know what anything you're saying yeah. is. Yeah. So when you start throwing out certain terminology, that, yeah. that hang on What? What do you mean by, that? You mean by like, that? Like, what does yeah. that mean? Exactly. What's that look like?
0: Um, and it would be so frustrating sometimes, right? Because yeah. well, hey, define that for me, right? Well, I think that means something. I mean, just like, but it's really helpful. It's really helpful totally. so um yeah so 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 again, um be careful of your framework, right be careful that you are um, you're not leaving out parts of god's word because of, of 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 kind of what you believe and what you believe about people um, make sure that you know make sure you know your your Bible and you know the whole council um that you're prepared to take that whole council into um and sometimes cutting edge missionary contexts, right. Um, outside of your church, outside of, of the synagogue. Um, yeah. So, so be careful. Yeah. Be careful.
1: And we see here a great example of like how to the other side of the coin go about, um, both receiving and, uh, and, you know, speaking into instances where the whole council isn't mad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that kind of moves us to this
1: second, you know, Pillar in
0: this passage of, um, of 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 part of part of word ministry is not just the proclamation, but it's the correction piece that we see Priscilla and Aquila um, kind of take charge of and, and go out here. Um, so again, they hear the gaps in Apollos' teaching and look at what they do. Verse twenty six: He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, it says that they took him and explained to him the way of God more accurately. Simple verse, mm-hmm. but really, really powerful in, in what takes place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this this conflict and this correction. So we see both, right? We see sure. that there's a point of conflict. The Priscilla and Aquila hear that something's wrong, but they don't just go, well, I, I, he just didn't say it all. Or maybe he meant something else. But they go to him and say, hey, um, you know. Let's talk more about this. Let's talk more about this. (laughs) Yeah. And they correct him. Sure. Right? But but they do so – it seems that they do so gently, right, that they don't, you know, cause a ruckus. But it says they just – they almost call him aside and begin to – it seems gently – uh, disciple him. This is what Christian him.
1: affection looks like, right? So there's this issue of um, there's this issue that's arisen that is in need of addressing. We see this brother and sister go to this brother and they address this issue with him out of a heart of of love, right? We see him, based on what we're going to see in the remainder of this passage, obviously like receive that mm-hmm. well, right? Yeah. Um, so this is, I mean, this is what it looks like for like brothers and sisters to engage one another yeah. in conversation around yeah. points of conflict. Right. Yeah. Um, which this is like, it, it, because if this, if this goes the other way, if it's like, no, like I know what I'm talking about. Like I'm obviously like eloquent. That's already been emphasized in this passage. Like you guys worry about yeah. you. Like I've got quite an audience. Like I got a stage, like I got some a following to a degree yeah. here. Like I'm doing all right. Like, don't worry about me. You know, then we would say, "Oh, that's definitely a conflict, right?" Yeah. Yeah. But this is still a conflict; it's just resolved in a really healthy biblical way. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There's not only this this love for for I think uh, Apollos as a brother, but it's really clear too that the Priscilla and Aquila are, are
1: passionate for the truth, sound doctrine, yeah, yeah.
0: And that's you know, a lot of times um, I think I think there's this. This almost this dichotomy sometimes that well because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings like we'll get we'll, we'll yeah. let them get away with with kind of being a little flaky here or there um but man you just don't have to mm. you know um for again for for the reasons we've just said that you can love someone and rebuke them yeah in some ways the Bible shows us that's one of the most loving things absolutely do, right? correction think about your parents how they've corrected you right that they tell you in the middle of it, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you love, but it's not too later. You realize, man, that was very loving of them. Sure, right? but that that can happen also in a spirit to where we're not have to be mad at each other for the next 15 years, yeah. right? That you can tell me, you know what, you're wrong here, and here's why. And and I can go. You know what? I, I was and like mm-hmm.
1: I'm okay. Like I'm not mad at you. And in fact, I'm okay. great. I'm more yeah, grateful. I'm for like there's a there's you, there's dude. gratitude Thank that's produced because we know that's not an easy thing. And if you've ever had Gosh. to do that, that's not an easy thing, yeah. right? It's not easy to say, okay, like I've got to go to somebody and I've got to address this issue. But that's it's biblical and it's healthy yeah. and it's good. And it, it, I think too, we see here. That it it magnifies the
0: instances that we need to have conflict with people, mm-hmm. because a lot of us so much of the time, man, we want to argue with people by everything under the sun, right? Especially let's 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 hone it down to a. A church context, or even in the in the context of our faith with other people, like man, we want to argue about this, we want to argue about that, or we want to bust on people for this and that. But when it comes right down to it, the hills that really are worth dying on are few, yeah. right? Um, yeah, and and it just kind of informs. If you have conflict. I like, don't let it be about something stupid.
1: Yeah. So you know, Paul talks about this in his letter to Titus. He says, don't, don't involve yourself in foolish controversies, yeah. right? Yeah. That there are foolish controversies. And there are also, because there are foolish controversies, there are controversies that are not foolish, right? right? Okay. That we ought to involve ourselves in. And so I think being wise, right, and having discernment to distinguish yeah. between those two is valuable.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, yeah, it's helpful. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. Um, yeah,
1: a note I made about um, about Apollos like, here it says in this passage that he is all he is eloquent. Um, we can say, I think, that not all of us are eloquent, but we do see Apollos pursuing humility in light of the way that he receives the feedback, and we ought to mirror that absolutely. right and so we may not always be eloquent and we may not in this room be the most eloquent but we ought to always be pursuing humility absolutely, which opens our hearts to be receptive to feedback like this yeah you know
0: there's a situation that that comes to mind with this Dude, Kirk and I had a couple of friends over the last couple of years that um we would both agree, probably, were erring majorly in some doctrinal issues. Um, and in the context of those relationships, long story short, some were took the rebuke, took the correction, um, were able to see in the scriptures the error of their theology, the error of their beliefs, and now have man have 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 straightened. And are serving the Lord and discipling people and having huge impact for the kingdom, but then on the other side there was also um, a refusal to, um, to to be to be straightened out through through what the Word was saying to hold to this framework and these beliefs and traditions maybe that that you know were false and were erred, um, and, and, and would not walk away from it and continue, uh, to be led astray themselves and, and lead, lead other people astray. You know, so you think about the, the, the great, um, uh, all that's at stake when we, when we have this conversation of getting, getting the gospel right of, of getting doctrine right is that it's not only, um, it, it's not only important for your own heart, but let's not forget that Apollos was influencing a bunch of people here, mm-hmm. right? That we, as we do this ministry that, we're, that we see going on in Acts, let's not forget that it is influencing people and the great uh, burden of getting the gospel right because uh, if you don't, you're going to lead a bunch of people astray. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, a scary, that's a scary thing. That's why James says that the teachers of God's Word are, are held to this, this high, Higher uh, standard this different accountability they can be judged more strictly why mm-hmm. because uh, this is not just about you know chewing mm-hmm. on a theology book in the corner of your room by yourself, but like you're influencing other people mm. and and that's that's important mm. um so a lot at stake for your own heart but then also um, the hearts of others and yeah it's good yeah. And then the last part of this passage is this: is that um, that Apollos gets it right. Uh, he straightened out, um, which is 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 a, a biblical picture of what the word does to us. Um, and he goes to this new this new town. And when he arrived, uh, he greatly helped those who through grace had mm. believed. Mm. Um, side note: How do we believe through grace? Grace, baby. <laughs> um, uh, we won't camp out there very long. But verse twenty-eight: For he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing that by the Scriptures uh, that Christ, the Christ, was Jesus. So the last thing we want to kind of mention here is that we have a wonderful model for what it means to be Christ-centered and what it means um, to focus our efforts upon Christ. Um, I love just a, f- a few things that I think stick out when we think about Apollos' ministry um, in this in this town at the end, um, that we see the power of the Word to to do what it can do. Um, I think about 2 Timothy, where where, where Paul mm. tells Timothy, hey, the, the scriptures are um, they're they're breathed out by God. They're they're profitable, they're useful for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness, for all of these things. And we see them oh. all worked out in this passage yeah. that Apollos is. is is corrected he's rebuked he's trained unto righteousness and he goes and he does what he begins to refuse the erroneous teaching of the jews and to straighten them out like the word does the work yeah and we see that we really see that that it's able to to correct them and it says that he deeply helped them he greatly greatly helped them um in a powerful way um with with this word ministry man that you want you want to have a ministry that's meaningful right you want to have a ministry that's lasting um you know hey spilling your guts by way of uh, accountability and closeness are wonderful <laughs> but if you leave off God's word those things are only momentary yeah right um you know you can be you get what I'm saying right that you want to have something that's truly lasting that's truly helpful Right here. Yeah. Um, that God's word is the way.
1: I love the distinctions that are made, like, in the two in the two accounts. So you see in verse um, 24, he's described as an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. Um, he had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus. You go down to what happens after this 2 Timothy, like – Right, this model playing itself out, and it says in verse twenty-eight that he powerfully Mm -hmm. refuted the Jews in public, and so that's a that's a a description that's not present in verse twenty-four. In verse twenty-four, in the first encounter, right, there is now this element of power that has been infused into the eloquence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: good. And he does it all. He does it all. How? By showing showing them by the scriptures that Christ was Jesus. So, uh, so he uses the word to do the work. He um, he is uh, Christ centered in his approach and uh, showing that Jesus comes um, as 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 prophet who who preaches truth and proclaims righteousness as priest who makes a way for that. Um, to be accepted and lived out in his people, Um, and his king who is is ruling and reigning um, over all of this, past, present, and future. Um, He seems to show how Jesus is is the fulfillment of of the law, that the Jews were no doubt um, hanging on to with everything that they had. He shows that Christ was the Messiah, right? That that Jesus
1: was, in fact, the Christ. Yes. Um, That's so, I mean, the Christ equals Jesus, right? Like he's come, like the king has come, like the savior has come, like the kingdom has come, like the kingdom is coming, right? Like that's, I mean. So when we say things like, you know, Christ centered, I, I, I recommend a commentary.
0: This Christ centered exposition, right? Like, what does that mean? It means this. It's pretty simple. It means to give the right an appropriate credit to Christ, to emphasize rightly and appropriately Jesus, mm. um, and and that's it. Yeah, right? it, it's it. It's not the number of times we say the word Christ. It's not some sort of quota that we have to meet, right? But it's
1: accurately, rightly, and 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 um, with the right emphasis. You've Jesus. got you've got a, a a a group of people in verse twenty eight. That are being addressed by Apollos who are still waiting on the Christ to come, right? They're still waiting on the Redeemer. They're still waiting on the Rescuer. There is no refuting this idea that a Rescuer is needed. The message that Apollos brings is that the Christ has come and it's Jesus, like that he is the Christ, right? Um, I, I love that, man. Like I think that's what Christ-centered preaching is, is to say that the Christ has come, right? And that it's Jesus, Um and so, so that's just so good, man. And, 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 too, we think about, we've mentioned already tonight that, these,
0: that Acts has given us some models for how to reach people, models for evangelism. Um, again, and Kurt gave evidence to this with his conversation yesterday with the Mormon guys, is start with Jesus. I don't know that you ever would be wronged in starting a conversation around who is Jesus. Um, what do you think about Jesus? Who do you who do you think Jesus is? That always gives you an opportunity to get to the gospel. Yeah. Um, so 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 again, Apollos gives us another tool in the evangelism toolbox of Hey, start with Jesus. Yeah. Begin begin rightly talking about who Jesus is. Yeah. Explain Jesus. Point to Jesus. Um, and, and, and you'll be on the right track. And I'll give you, I'm going to, I'm going
1: to give you guys some insight into how the remainder of this conversation went. Right. And so, um, we, a lot of, a lot of like popular terminology, hot button words were used, you know, he is savior, like he is love, like all of these things. And we, and which I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, dude, we agree on that, but is Jesus God? Right? Like, is he God? And then we get into this conversation of, well, there's the Father and the Son, and there's the Spirit, and they 30 more seconds of talking, and then, okay, but is Jesus God? And the answer from them is no, he's not. You know, at which point we go, okay, well, we've got like an Apollos issue here. Like we've got a Christ issue here. Like we've got a, like, who is Jesus? Like you can talk about atonement and they did. They even met the atonement. Man, we, I agree with the atonement, but there is no atonement like for the death of this one that you're talking about across the table from me. Like that is, there's no atoning work there. Right. And so who is Jesus? Man, that's a start there and know what you believe about who Jesus is and know what they believe we're using the same thesaurus but the dictionary definitions are very different right so be be informed be aware understand i think those are important important things when you're engaging in these conversations and just practically to to say that
0: if you're going well where would i where would i go to find out who jesus let let him speak for himself i read the gospels jesus will tell you who he is absolutely Um, you don't have to you know but you can go straight to the Gospels. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jesus identifies himself as the mm-hmm. I am spoken mm-hmm. of and identified in the book of Exodus. Right? <laughs> and so you don't have to go outside of of the of the words of Christ and his identifying himself. Right. That's good. So tonight we've seen
0: several lessons, really practical lessons, um, in this last part of Acts chapter 18. the The power of... Of, of, of ministry um, done around God's Word, um, the importance of getting, getting God's Word right and getting all of it right, um, of knowing our Bibles, and um, again, the power of, of Christ-centered teaching mm. um, that we see here at the end. So really practically, I think we would say, look, do those things. Right, like, like, do the work of of word ministry um as you as you seek to make disciples and share the gospel and see people come to know the Lord and and help them walk along towards maturity in Christ. Like, use God's word to do that and be a wonderful uh, prepared student of of the word. Right? Absolutely, study to show yourself approved. Right, yeah. always be ready um, to to give an account. I mean these 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 verses that urge us towards what we're saying here tonight is you need to know the word. Um, and, and and again, you need to be ready to share with people who
1: don't know the word. It points towards and, the importance of discipleship. Yeah, I mean, you you've got to be um, being discipled. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, check
0: your like check your framework. Right? Ask yourself: Are there parts of God's word that I'm not willing willing or ready to proclaim? Right? Um, are there are there parts that I don't feel able to to proclaim? Right? Those are questions to mm-hmm. ask. Um, and then and then. You know, maybe just a quick, like, when was the last time I talked to somebody about Jesus? Mm. Um, when was the last time I pointed to Christ as as the, the, the greater, um, as the the single most important reality in all of the world? You know, those would be some helpful questions. Yeah. I think they would urge us towards a proper and a right response um, in Acts chapter 18. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically. Broadly, hey, be on mission.
1: Be on mission by the power of the Spirit um, with the gospel of Jesus. Missionaries, man. You need missionaries.